Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Uh, good morning, Harvest. Good morning, Harvest. Are y'all ready to get into the Word today? It is our final day of the summer concert series. I'm excited about it. Look at your neighbor and say, today's message is going to be the one that gets you some freedom. Tell them, you got too many slides that's been messing up your life, stealing your joy. It's time for that to be over. Hallelujah. We welcome those at every campus today. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind. Hallelujah. Remain standing. Go to Numbers, Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14 uh, in the summer concert series. Have y'all enjoyed this series? Yeah. Hallelujah. We're going to end it today. We're going to go out on a high note today. Uh, I am well aware that you probably have never, ever heard that song ever in the history of you listening to songs. But you're still going to remember that thing when you leave here today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Numbers chapter 14, get down to verse number 18. It says, the Lord is long-suffering. So he's patient. Now see, that ought to make you just tear the church up right there. Because aren't you glad that God will take time with you even, even, even when you keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again? God says, I'll be with you and I'll walk with you. When other people throw in the towel on you and walk away from you, God says, I'll be right there with you. Touch your neighbor and say, he's patient, he's patient. 
The Lord is patient and he's abundant in mercy. See, mercy is when God does not give you what you do deserve. See, grace is when God gives you something great that you didn't earn and don't deserve. But mercy is something that your wrong actions did deserve. And God says, I'll block that. You're not hearing what I'm saying. After some of the stuff you done done in your life, it ain't no wonder why you ain't locked up somewhere. It ain't a wonder why you ain't in some psych ward somewhere. But the Lord had mercy. Anybody know anything about his mercy, man? You used to smoke this and smoke that and never found yourself... And somebody said, Bishop, that's not my testimony, but you got something you used to do that if it had not been for the Lord that was on your... Do I have any witnesses in this place that say, thank you for your mercy, man. Thank you for not giving me what I do deserve because I would have been... He says, watch this, watch this, watch this. He, he said, the Lord is patient and he's abundant and not giving you what you do deserve. <laughs> He forgives iniquity. Iniquity, what, watch this, that's generational sin. See, please understand, the person you sit next to is not 22, 35, 48, 67, no. They, they, they about three, 400 years old. You say, Bishop, how, how do you mean that? Because the stuff they're finally starting to work out in their life now is stuff that somebody else passed down to them. Bishop, how do you know that? But he says, forgiving iniquity, generational sin, and transgression. Now, transgression, that's when you know you're doing wrong, and you just sit up and say to yourself, I'm just going to do it anyhow. Now, I know you're in church today, but look at your neighbor and say, tell the truth in church. Uh, there's some days, and some of y'all, it was today, where you just sat up and said to yourself, I know that ain't right, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I just... It ain't nowhere near right, ain't close to right. I can't even find a scripture to try to justify it to make it right. It's just wrong. That's transgression. But look at this. But look at this second part, though. But he by no means clears the guilty. Here it is. Watch this. He visits the iniquity or, or the generational sin or the generational, another way to say it, curse or, or generational, watch this, mindset, patterns, pathologies. He visit those of the fathers, and that's not limited to fathers. That's just generations previous or prior to. On the children, check this out, to the third and the fourth generation. Which means, look, look at me, everybody look at me. You sitting in here today or watching online, you are literally dealing not with your stuff. You, 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 folk after you're going to have to deal with you. You're dealing, watch this. With your mama stuff, your grandmama stuff, your great mama's grandmama stuff, and your great great grandmama stuff. You dealing with your father's stuff, your grandfather's stuff, your great grandfather's stuff, and your great great grandfather. Which means some stuff you're dealing with, you don't even know who the folk are. But touch your neighbor, say the day when Slack calls. I found out the answer. Don't touch that phone. Father, make this word simple. Make it palatable. Make it customized for each of our individual experiences. Only you are God that can take word, Father, with your spirit and let those spirits speak life into us. I declare that every person under the sound of my voice would leave today knowing how to respond when Sly calls. 
And whenever some foolishness would try to call and whenever some foolishness would try to visit them, we just declare that they know what to do, Father. I declare that there's some curse breakers in this place. I declare that there are some world changers in this place. I declare that there are some history makers in this place. They have been the tail for too long. It is time for them to rise up and be the head. They have been beneath for too long. It is time for them to rise up and be above. I speak life in this place. And I declare that faith shall rise. And as that expectancy comes, you're going to set bloodlines free. I said, you're going to set bloodlines free. God, I just need some faith to rise in this place. I just need some folk that didn't come just to hear another sermon, that didn't come just to hear another message. I need some folk that say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about being sick and tired, but I need something to change in my life now. I can't wait till tomorrow. I need something to... Say, faith is rising. Speak, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. You already know the title. Just high five your neighbor. Tell it. Tell it to him. Tell it to him. You know the title. Don't touch that phone. You be seated. Of course, as you know, in our summer concert series, we've been dressing down and we've been having a good time. Of course, at Harvest, you can always come uh, just as you are. Uh, but in our summer concert series, we've been taking some songs in culture and extracting spiritual principles from them that can improve our lives. Now, there was no video for this song, so they just kind of put something together, you follow? Uh, uh, but understand, this song was released in 1983 by a jazz artist named Michael Franks. Uh, some of y'all know that. Look at y'all. Look at the cultured folks in Denver. Amen. It's just a couple of us. Amen. But look at you. Amen. We thank God. Uh, 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 it, it, it isn't a well-known song, but hear me. It is one that you will remember every time Sly calls. Just, just sing the chorus. Now, your neighbor didn't sing it, so they in rebellion. So touch them and say, come up out of that rebellion. Now, what's the chorus, y'all? Uh, now watch now, now watch this now you may have never heard this song before in your life but I think we just made Michael Frank some money today watch this the lyrics of the song are, are, are very interesting because it, it is Michael uh, having this discussion about a friend that he has or a so-called friend that he has called Sly uh, Sly literally means hidden agenda or hidden motive uh, which means it comes as a wolf but it uh, comes as a sheep but it's really a wolf uh, it comes as a friend but it's really a foe it comes as encouragement but it's really an enemy anybody ever met a Sly in your life somebody that you thought that would always be there to encourage you and lift you up to only discover that the moment that they could stick the knife in your back that they had it in there and not just one but they had a few knives in there in fact sometimes you didn't even realize you were bleeding until you had already bled all the way out you didn't even realize that you were wounded until you didn't have any more tears to cry anybody ever met sly Listen what he says. I'm going to go through the lyrics and we're going to move. He says, when Sly calls, the prophet speaks. You, you, you know a Sly because when a Sly calls you, they've got all the answers for all your issues except theirs. They can tell you how you need to do this, how you need to do this, how you're supposed to do this, how they're supposed to do that. And sometimes you just look and glance at the life of Sly and say, well, why is it that God can speak to you about everybody else, but God can't seem to speak to you about you? Have you ever met somebody that every time they call you, they talk about the Lord said this and the Lord said that. And you're thinking to yourself, well, when are you going to say something to you about you? Because one of the things I found out about God a long time ago, he's not a gossip, uh, which means before he's going to talk to you about me, he's going to talk to you about you because he does not understand 
uncover those that are his. Touch your neighbor and say, God is not a gossip. But when Sly calls, the prophet speaks. Listen, he said, when Sly calls, he said, the secret leaks. You better be careful when you're sitting up telling yourself, discussing other folks' lives with folk. Because what you better understand is what they do with you, they will do to you. Be careful when people call you and sit and give you a report of what's going on in everybody else's life and then ask you, well, how you doing? I'm fine. I don't have nothing to tell you. You know why I ain't got nothing to tell you? Because what you're going to do is take what I gave you and then poop, do, 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 and run and call somebody else. So as for me and my house, we serving the Lord. How you doing today, Bishop? I'm serving the Lord with gladness. Well, how you feel about this? I feel great about it. Why? Because I know that he makes all things work together for my good. And since you can't fix it, ain't no sense in me wasting my time trying to explain it to you anyhow. Touch your neighbor and say, I need God, not you. He then says, he then says, the sky falls. <laughs> Sly is a sensationalist. And, and, and I have to watch this because, because, because I often have to rely on the information that comes from other people in order to make uh, decisions and this and that. And so, and so I have to be very careful about uh, the information. I have to put it through lots of levels of filters because I have to understand that some folks are by nature a bit sensational. Okay, now, now, if you don't understand what a sensationalist is, then you're the sensationalist. You just didn't know what you were. So glad you came to church today so you can figure out who you are. A sensationalist always makes something far greater than what it actually is. And they normally start out, man. You sitting down. And then all of a sudden, listen, they can be, you know, then you're like, oh, my God. Oh, geez, what is it? Did you see Walmart had two for... You didn't sat here and got my, got your pressure all high and all this, your heart palpitating and beating all fat, and you sitting here saying, talking about some Walmart. A sensationalist always makes something worse than what it really is. Uh, a sensationalist always makes something worse than what it really is. I, 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 uh, and, and so you have to be careful. You, you, you sometimes have to understand and know the people uh, that, that are around you because, because I, I have a rule, and you may have this rule too, that when a person begins to say something, they're, no, they're not permitted to stop saying it. Bishop, what do you mean by that? Is that you don't get to say, well, well never mind. Oh, no, ain't no never mind. No, you're going to tell me what was after that well. So if you got to make something up, you better make something up because we're going to have a conversation today, not tomorrow, not the day after we've. <laughs> so, so when Sly calls, when Sly calls, he, he, he's, he's a bit sensational. He, he, he's got a, a, a lot going on. And, and, and then when Sly calls, the, uh, his song says, the dice are tossed. <laughs> In essence, everything with Sly is, is about trying to make a strategic move. He's always working an angle, and you don't quite know what angle he's working. When Sly says how you feel, he don't really want to know how you feel. He's really trying to figure out, well, how much you're going to tell him. You, you ever met somebody like that? You're like, the, you, you, they were always working an angle. If they say they're praying for you, what they were really trying to do is bait you into telling them what's going on in your life. Y'all not here, yeah. Said the dice are tossed, the war is won, the battle's lost. <laughs> when Sly calls, it's 13 takes. This is what that means, just extra. We welcome all of those in the overflow areas now. He said, uh, when Sly calls, he says, the summer breaks. The sky falls and the rain begins. Say drama. drama. 
Say mess. mess. See, some of y'all, reason y'all ain't shouting is because you're figuring out here real quick that you the slide. Amen. 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 He's pastoring us. I'll make you shout in just a minute. Let me pass you right quick. Look at what he says. Look what he says. And on the box, some Leon spins. Then he says, to insulate me from the icy aftershock I feel each time that Sly calls. You ever had an interaction encounter with an individual? And every time you leave that interaction or encounter, you feel completely and totally drained. I mean, I mean and, and, and they have sucked all of the life that they can possibly get out of you. And then when the moment you're thinking they're going to give you some life, they got to go. That's, that, that's why the scripture says that, 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 that a leech has two daughters. Give me and give me some more. So he's in this cold aftershock. Watch this. I just want to walk through the lyrics. Then he says, he says, uh, uh, that insulate me from the icy aftershock each time I feel that Sly calls. And then he gets his answer. Say answer. answer. Oftentimes God gives you an answer. It's just not the answer that you want. And so you keep going back soliciting him for a different answer. And sometimes he'll change his mind. But sometimes God says, no, what I said yesterday is the same thing I got to say about that today. It's the same thing I'm going to have to say about that tomorrow. Now, you may not like it, but I'm not changing what I'm saying about it. So twice in the song do we hear the chorus. Scripture says God has spoken once, twice did we hear it. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses let a thing be established. So after he gets into this aftershock, the ladies answer him and they say. And then Michael says, I am not here. Because I'm making my escape. The me you hear is magnetized on tape. Get the point, ain't no more you still got one of those, you need to take that on over to the ark. And you need to get rid of that. Look what he says. He says, I'm flying south, south for snorkeling and sleep. Uh, a code AR, which is a, an area in the French Alps. He says, just leave your message when you hear the, uh, 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 the beat. It goes on. Here's the deal. What, he, what the song is really trying to intimate is that there are certain things that you allow your senses to see to hear, to perceive, that ends up messing you up. Did you notice how happy you were with your stuff until you saw somebody else's stuff? Did you notice how happy you were with your job until you heard somebody else talk about theirs? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now we're going to dig in this in just a minute. I just want to get these lyrics. He, 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 said, he said, I am not here. I'm making my escape. The me you hear is magnetized on tape. Now, then the second verse, he says, when Sly calls, it's tit for tat. It, it's always a competition with Sly. And let me tell you something. Competition is foolish. You know why it's foolish? Because it robs you of your peace and it robs you of your joy. And you're sitting here trying to compete with somebody that was not dealt the same hand as you. So we cannot possibly have the same experience since we've not been dealt the same hand. See, if you had to deal with the hell I had to go through, well, then we can have a conversation. But if you don't know my story, don't you say nothing about my glory because you don't know the price I paid. You don't know the tears I shed. You don't know the storms I have to go through. And so now watch this. He says... 
It's always tit for tat. It's competing. Tell me, I got friends like this in your life. It's a competition. You get a new house, all of a sudden they looking for a house. You get a new car, all of a sudden they looking for a car. You get a new outfit, all of a sudden they calling you from the mall, sending you pictures. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You make a little money, all of a sudden they make a little money. And you know a person who's tit for tat because they're always trying to announce to you how great they are because they're trying to prove to you something. I'm so this, 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 I did this, I'm so this. All right, Sly. He says, when Sly calls, it's rat eat rat. The sky falls, the signal fades. I lock the door and shut the sage and contemplate the crystal blue familiar funk I'm plunged into when Sly calls. But the answer is, so I got a few things I want to tell you that when they call your life, don't touch that phone. Can I get you just a few of them this morning? Huh? Uh, when you get calls from these things, you're going to shout to me, don't touch. I said shout it, not say it loud. Wrong questions by well-meaning people. When you get wrong questions by well-meaning people. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, it is a very interesting thing because sometimes you give all of the right influence to the wrong people. And you sit up and you will say things like, well, that's my mama. And that's good. But if your mama don't know well and don't know right and don't know better, you got to say, mama, I love you, but I need you to just focus on what's going on over there. But that's my daddy, but that's... Hear me. Deception begins with a conversation. Deception always starts with a conversation. In the garden, it was a conversation that Eve had uh, with Hasatan, the Satan, the adversary. It was a conversation that she had that ended up robbing her of everything that God had ordained for her. She is now living in the land of Eden, which Eden, the word in Hebrew, means voluptuous living. She's living voluptuously. Can you just imagine the magnanimity of the word voluptuous living? I mean, she's got it made. Do you understand what I'm saying? And she begins to have a conversation. And that conversation begins to rob her of the very thing that God had ordained her for because it was well-meaning, but it was wrong. He, Eve has this conversation. She ends up getting robbed. Watch this. In the scripture, there are several examples of this. Wrong questions by well-meaning people uh, because a question then begins to take you down a path that you would not have journeyed down had the question not been posed. Let me give you some examples. In the scripture, Miriam and Aaron, they are the brother and sister to Moses. And they begin to question Moses' decision about marrying an Ethiopian woman. And so they say to themselves, they said, does God indeed only speak to Moses? What they were essentially saying, watch sly, hidden motives. What they were really saying is, do I have to listen to him because I disagree with his decision? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. What they were really saying is, do I have to follow him any longer? Can't I usurp God and go direct to God and think I can skip my man of God? Because I don't like that. And since I don't like that, I want to now create my own order. And God then gets angry, the Bible says in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, 13, 14. God begins to get angry. He says, listen, uh, come out here. Check this out. Two of them are having a conversation. God calls out three of them. 
God says, Miriam and Aaron, you three come out here, which means God brought Moses out too. So what he said is, I'm going to tell Moses everything you've been running your mouth and saying about him. Don't you think for one moment that you were getting away with what you were doing because... But this question that they begin to ask ends up causing Miriam to become leprous. And leprosy uh, in, in the spirit means that you lose your sensitivity to God. Which means that you could be asking God for something and God can and be giving it to you but you not even be aware of it. And then she was shut out of the camp for seven days which meant for every day she ran her mouth against Moses. God says you're going to work for free for seven days. Which might explain some of the financial issues that your neighbor has. Are you still here? Okay, let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. There was, you know, in the scriptures, there was this man named Elijah. Elijah uh, was the progenitor of spiritual fathering. He was Elijah. And uh, he, he had and produced a spiritual son in 1 Kings chapter 19 by the name of Elisha. For the sake of conversation, let's call them J and S so you don't get mixed up. What their name? Very good. I know what they name is not appropriate. That is Southern colloquialism and Southern vernacular for what are their names, dear fellow. You follow? All right. Now, 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 now watch this. Watch this. Check this out. Uh, the man of God, J, goes to S and says, listen, come follow me. He, he, uh, S was plowing some ox. He was a nobody. He was insignificant. His name would have never even been recorded in the scripture. Okay? Now, I know what some of you think, but Bishop, isn't everybody important to God? Sure, but everybody don't need a book. Everybody isn't born to God. Watch this. He would have never been recorded. And one day, the man of God, Jay, comes to him and says, come follow me. I'm getting ready to take you on the journey of your life. I'm getting ready to make you a man of God. And S responds and says, check this out. He has a natural mother and father. He responds and says, let me go kiss my mother and father goodbye first. Jay gets an attitude and says, go back. What did I do to you? Now, that seems like a very interesting response for him to give because all he did is say, can I please go kiss my mother and father and then I'll follow you. And look what the man of God says. Go back again for what have I done to you? This is interesting, y'all, because here it is, Jay coming to be his spiritual father and he has a natural mother and father. Check it out. Uh, what Jay knew is that had S went to his mother and father, they would have talked him out of what Jay knew is that if he went back to his natural mother and father, they would have talked him out of following the man of God, which would have robbed him of his life, which means the greatest he ever would have been would have been an ox herder. The greatest he ever would have been is an insignificant nobody. So Jay says, no, you can't go back and say nothing to them because they mean well, but their questions are going to get you off track. And some of y'all got family members now. That's why you have served the Lord now. Because you got family members in your ears saying, well, does it work? Why do you got to be at church all the time? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You better learn how to look at them and say, shut your mouth. I, I, I know you mean well, but you don't know better. And since you don't know better, I need you to shut. Because you're not robbing me of my destiny. You're not robbing me of what God died for me to have. I know you're mad because you didn't accomplish what you were supposed to accomplish. But I'm not repeating that generational curse. It may have got daddy. It may have got daddy's daddy. But it shall not have me. I wish there was. He, he said, he said, no, you can't go back and say nothing to them. And you want to know the answer to energy? 
After that, he says, no, you can't go back and talk to them. They're going to talk you out of this. They're going to mean well, but they're going to talk you out of it. They're going to introduce doubt to you. They're going to say, well, you sure you ready for all that? You sure you can handle all that? You sure you can do that? What about the mistakes you made? You, you sure? How, how God going to use you? Are you sure? Well, why can't he go get somebody else? And what? And what? You better tell them to just don't touch that. And you know what happens? Is that afterwards, then once S gets it in his mind, Jay's like, all right, uh, before we leave, we're going to have a going away party. They can't come. <laughs> and he makes them, watch this, he makes them slaughter an ox, boil the ox, and they have a party. Which means him not letting them go back had nothing to do with it being time sensitive. It had everything to do with him understanding that they were going to introduce doubt to him. And they were going to introduce questions to him that would have thrown him off. My question is, what sly has been introducing questions to you that have got you off track? You were fired up about God until sly got in your ear. You were fired up about church until sly got in your ear. You liked everybody until sly pulled you in the corner and told you something about somebody. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm feeling one of them lock the door days coming. I'm feeling one of them coming. You better touch your name and say amen. amen. Another example of this, wrong questions by well-meaning people. It is uh, Paul and Timothy. It's interesting because whenever God begins to do something in the spirit, he often has to make a separation in the natural. And so Paul, who becomes Timothy's spiritual father, and really more than that, he becomes his surrogate father because uh, Timothy's father in the New Testament, Timothy's father is absent. He's not there. So Paul literally takes him. He takes him to get circumcised, takes him to get his hair cut, takes him to go shop for some new robes. You follow? Take him to the store. You understand? He does all that. Now, now he, he's really more than that. And it's interesting because Timothy was raised by his mother and grandmother, Lois and Eunice, and, he, and Paul says to Timothy, he says, you have genuine faith that's in you because of them. But what's interesting is that once he came and became an apprentice and a, and a son to Paul, Paul then began, hear me, Paul said, but I need you to limit your interactions with them. You're missing it. He, he said, because, because they won't understand the price that you're getting ready to have to pay. And they won't understand the process that I have to take you through. So it's foolish for you to complain to somebody about a process that they don't even have the ability to perceive or understand. You, you, you're not, you, you didn't get what I just said. Paul was essentially, in essence, saying to Timothy, no, you can't talk to them. No, you can't go home for Thanksgiving. No, you ain't doing none of that. You know why? He said, because when you get around them, they are going to begin to introduce questions to you, and those questions are going to get you off track. And I've made too much progress in you, boy, for you to mess up because them crazy talking folk. So if you think, no, you ain't going. No, you can't call them. No, you no. We got somewhere else to go. We're going to Ephesus next week. Then we're going to Macedonia. Then we're going back to Corinth. Then I'm going to send you somewhere. Well, what's this? Hear me. When Sly calls, what's this? Wrong questions by well-meaning people. Don't touch that phone. Because people can mean well but not know better. The second thing, you got to be careful when, when you get this phone call. Gossip. 
Got real quiet right there. You know what gets me about, about Christians? Uh, is that Christians can sometimes be very slowful in communicating good information. But sometimes be very quick to communicate what they think they know. Okay, it's real quiet right here. You went and helped somebody to get their life turned around. You went and helped somebody to do this, and you went and fed somebody. It's going to take about four or five weeks for anybody to figure out, no, you did that. But if they think they saw you down at the this and the that, oh, they got that on Facebook. They got photos with time stamps. It's quiet in here. Touch your neighbor and say, stop treating me like that. Because, see, can, can I tell you something? Here's the crazy thing about gossip is that you don't want people to do it to you, yet you do it to people. So when it happens to you, you're not actually getting an attack of the devil. Often you're reaping what you've sown. Sometimes you are, but often you're just reaping it. And when you reap it, you see, oh, my God, I hate this. I did I, listen, I remember going through a time in life one time where I said, God, if this is how your people are, I, 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 well, I'm not going to hell, but they can go to hell. I said, because if, if this is how your folk are, I said, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. But watch this. 2 Timothy 2, 16 through 17, it says, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. This name says, stop gossiping. Now, now, here's what gossip is. Here's what gossip is. Gossip is idle talk or rumor about the personal or private affairs of others. Idle talk or rumor. See, here's the deal. I heard, but then you should shut up after that point. Because see, unless you know, then everything you're getting ready to say is gossip. And then even if you do know, what is the point of them knowing? I'm just telling them so they could pray. You know what I found out about God? God is so good, they, he, they ain't even got to say all that. Are you still in here? (laughs) Scandal may sell, but it kills everyone involved. I I submit to you that, that, that there are murderers in this room. This is what you mean by that. Not literally, but perhaps. Amen. Just need to know who you are. Amen. But murder, in its rawest form, in its most primitive of meanings, means to take someone's influence. Whose influence have you murdered based on something you didn't know to be fact? It's quiet in this church. Say, no murderers in the seats. I'm going to say pews, but we don't have pews, so we got seats. No, I says, please hear me, please hear me, please hear me, please hear me, please hear me. Uh, what often happens is, is that when people don't have anything going on in their lives, they have to then concern themselves with the affairs of what's going on in other people's lives. And, 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 and say gossip. You got to be careful with gossip because gossip, gossip, it comes from snakes and serpents and deceivers and here's what you need to understand about a snake a snake bites everything 
You sitting there saying, but that's my friend. They wouldn't do that to me. What, what's the guy in, in Vegas that mess with them lions and stuff and tigers and all that? Siegfried, Siegfried mm -hmm, them boys. And, uh, and, and so, listen, they fought because they had raised the They would raise the little animals. They'd have them in the bed with them, and they'd do all this from, from, from very young. And so they thought that they could change the nature of an animal. You cannot change the nature of an animal because it may act like it has now been uh, 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 acclimated to living as a human or something of this sort. But what you got to understand is that that animalistic nature is going to kick in when it feels threatened. And so what some of y'all don't understand, while you've been engaging in gossip with your serpents and your deceivers, is that they're getting ready to bite you. And they've just been gathering data and gathering facts and compiling information because you cannot change the nature of a snake. If it'll bite them, I'm here to tell you, it'll bite you. Now, I just messed up some of y'all's plans this week because that's what your plan was. You was getting ready to snake and slither and slide, but your plan got busted up. Touch your neighbor and say, he busted it up. Show dip. Shut your mouth. If you ain't got something good to say about somebody, shut your mouth. If you don't have nothing to pray about for somebody, shut your mouth. Because I'm here to tell you, while they might be down right now, keep on looking. They used to have a song in the old church that says, there's a storm out on the ocean and sometimes it'll move this whole way they may be down right now but baby tables could turn very quickly be careful about who you step on on your way up because tell the neighbor say don't talk about me tell them say you don't even know me because who they show you is nothing but a projection of who they wish they were anyhow so that ain't even them Y'all still here? We, we, we got too many mafia Christians. I'm going to move on a minute. And I need to stay right here. Loose lips sink ships. Because every deception begins with a conversation. Every attack begins with a conversation. Every betrayal begins with a conversation. Judas betrayed Jesus because of a conversation. Everything begins with a conversation. And you know how the mafia does? The mafia figures that when you find out too much about them, then they got to kill you. That's what some of y'all trying to figure out. This person seemed like they my friend. All of a sudden, they turn one day. You know why? Because they figured I hadn't told them too much. And so they know too much now. And since they know too much now, I better kill them before they kill me. Touch your neighbor and say, come out of that. And everybody does it. Don't, fellas, don't sit up here and think, Bishop, get them women. Get them women. Oh, no, y'all the biggest church ladies ever, the, the men. Did you hear this? Did you hear that? You be tweeting, and, but did you hear that? You know about that? You know about that? How you call yourself grown and having conversations for the public to see on Facebook? How you call yourself saved, but you having conversations in public for folks to see on Facebook? Stop calling on the name of Jesus, and at the same time, you're stepping on that name by acting like a fool in front of folk. Shout, don't touch that phone. No, your whole life.
life story because you're sitting up here sharing it on Facebook. Are you that desperate for attention? Are you that desperate for somebody to affirm you? If you need affirmation that much, find Jesus because when you find Jesus, you will stop looking for other. F- it's sociopathic and it's narcissistic. Some of y'all are totally lost. Those are big words for meaning you don't care how it ends and you only think about you. Thank you, neighbor. Say, I'm not like that. Say it again. Say, I'm not like that. See, because the Bible says we're going to call things that be not. And often we don't start out that way. Let's be, how many people you've engaged in gossip in the last month? Be honest. Come on, let's just be honest. Gossip in the last month. Okay, how many of y'all have lied in the last month? So that's be everybody, because some of y'all just completely lied. Often, watch this, y'all. Watch this, watch this. We don't often intend to do that, but sly called. Hidden motives. Hidden. It, it was real slick. You didn't even realize you was gossiping until by the time you got halfway through the conversation said, oh my God, this is gossip. Come on, let's be honest, y'all. Come on, we've all done it. Ain't no sense in sitting up here feeling guilty. We've all done it. We all drank the Kool-Aid. We all ran the same shirt. What we got to do is change it going forward. So when Slack calls with gossip, you'll just be able to say. And literally, some of y'all literally got to do that. When you say, be like, no, let that ring. Don't even hit ignore because they'll know I hit ignore. Let it ring. Just let that ring. Hit the volume button on the side. Y'all ain't saying that. Just let that. And then when you do answer, say, you ain't been answering my call. Say, because I figured out you sly. And I figured out that every time you call me, you ain't calling me to help nobody go forward. You calling me to stir up some mess. So I learned in church today at the end of the summer concert series. Third thing, third thing, third thing, very connected to it. When this sly calls... Complaining. 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 Now, I'm not just talking about when a complainer calls you. I'm talking about when you the complainer. I think we just need to have one of them watch night things where you just got to get up and turn around if that's you. Any folk got some complaining issues you got to get worked out? Uh Uh-huh. Now, Now, I'm going to show you something. (laughs) All right, watch this. (laughs) Watch this. Uh, Flip to Numbers 1434. If you don't have a Bible, that's all right. Look on the screens. I want you to see something about complaining. Complaining is like introducing cancer to people. Complaining is like introducing cancer to people. Complaining often goes from old poor me to old poor you to old poor we. Are you here? Now, have you ever seen a complainer? And didn't you just get sick and tired? But you know what's funny? But as, as demonstrative as that can be for us seeing a complainer, Oftentimes, we can find ourselves answering the phone 
when complaining calls. Well, it just it seemed like nobody cares about me. Just seemed like nobody's for me. All my life I had to fight. Watch this. Seemed like I take one step forward, I get knocked back too. Here it is. Here's, here's the one, and you call this one spiritual. It's just always something. And you say it like it's Bible. Ooh, every time I turn around, it's just something. If it ain't this, it's... If it ain't that, it's... Whew, I'm so tired. You ain't even done nothing to be tired. You go to work, come home, eat, and go to sleep. How you tired from that? And if you are, you need to get you some better vitamins because you ain't got enough B-complex in your system. You need... You know why you're tired? Because you keep talking to Sly. And you get plunged into a deep, icy state of being. Tell your neighbor, say, your life is not bad. At all. Tell them, in fact, it's really good. Bishop, how do you know it's really good? Because if we add up all of the hell you had to go through and all of the heartache and the pain you had to go through, juxtaposed to how well you're doing now, Ain't it? I, I, look at your neighbor. Say it's all good, man. It's all. Good. It, it ain't bad. I ain't got nothing to be complaining about. Sure, they didn't do that for me, but that's all right. If they shut that door, I'll open up another. So look at this. 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 Numbers fourteen thirty-four. You got it. Now, now check. I want to show you what happens every time you complain. You ready? Now, now look at me first. God sends twelve spies to go to the promised land. Land of Canaan. He sends 12 spies. These 12 spies go. 10 of them come back saying, we can't do it because we're grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we became in our sight, which teaches us a very poignant principle that you appear to your enemies how you appear to yourself. So when, when watch this. So, so then if Satan wants to get you to destroy, because see, he can't defeat you. He's defeated. What he has to do is to get you to defeat yourself. You didn't hear what I just said. Stop talking about the devil is this. Just shut up. I'm so sick of Christians that's got more to say about the devil than they do about who do you serve? You, are you a Satanist? You must be a Satanist because you don't never talk about your God. You sitting up there, the devil is this, the devil is this, the devil is on my turn. Well, I tell you what, go on over there down to the temple and worship the devil because that's who, who you seem to worship anyhow. You ain't never talking about my God's going to make. You ain't never talking about nothing about what your God's going to do. You said, but the devil is this and the devil is this and it's the last day. No, it's not. We got time. You know what I know? Because he ain't coming back for no little girl. He's coming back for a full-grown bride. The church. Oh, and she's very immature. Yeah, we got some. Ooh, I can't wait to, to, to go and be with the Lord. He don't want to see you yet. You ain't done what you're supposed to do down here. You go up there, he's going to be like, get up out of here. You ain't done yet. There was lives you were supposed to change, miles you were supposed to feed, testimonies you were supposed to give. And you sitting up here talking about you can't wait. I don't want to see you. We're not living to die to get over there. We're living to live well so we can bring over there down here. That's what the kingdom is. Heaven's attributes on earth. Baby, I got to do well. Why? Because I need somebody else to see that there is a God, that there is a king of kings, and there is a... I 
kingdom. That's the kingdom. Not dying to get to the sweet Beulah land. So since Satan can't defeat you, he has to get you to defeat yourself. You understand that? Say the devil is defeated. Don't you go out here saying one more thing about the devil is doing this and the devil is doing this and the devil is doing this and the devil is doing that. Does your neighbor say he's talking directly to you? And watch this. Since he can't defeat you, Colossians 3 says that the principalities have been disarmed. So he, the only thing he can do is the same thing he was doing since Genesis, is talk. So what he has to do is get you to see yourself in a way that makes you less than what you're facing. So then you choose to not even face it. Because see, some of y'all got so much stuff, you say, I'm going to put that on the shelf and deal with that later. I'm going to put that on the shelf and deal with that later. What you need to understand is all that stuff you keep putting on the shelves, one day you're going to have to clean them shelves. I'm almost through. So, so then what happens is, is that 10 of the spies said, we see ourselves as grasshoppers and these guys are giants. We can't do it. I got a record. I got a past. I made some mistakes. I've done some stupid stuff. I had a child out of wedlock. I used to smoke this. I used to do this. I used to run with this. I used to steal this. I used to do that. I used to do that. And you sitting up here talking about stuff. God is saying, well, I forgot about that. Because when you came to me and asked me to forgive you, I cast all that into a place called a sea of forgetfulness. I didn't even know that about you until you reminded me. But look, but look, but look, but look, but look, but look. So two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, we can do it. We can take the land. But ten of them were complainers. We can't do that. Massa's going to get us. We's not knowing where we be's going. Pray a prayer like that. I can't pray a prayer like that. With a history like mine. With mistakes like mine. I can't go to church like that. Let me get my life right and then I'm going to come to church. Has that ever worked? <laughs> no, you don't get your life right to come to church. You come to church so God can get your life right. This is not a museum for the well. Here it is. I got to move because I'm out of time. Numbers 14, 34. So they complained. Say they complained. And God, hold on, before they read the scripture, God kept getting angry at them. God was like, listen, how long are y'all going to complain? Look what God said. Against me. Check it out. They were talking about the land, but God said, you're complaining against me. You missed it. When you start complaining about your life, God says, I take it personally. Because you're not your own. You were bought with a price. So while you're sitting up complaining about your life, God says, I take that personal. So look at Numbers 14, 34. According to the number of the days in which you spied out the land. Check this out, y'all. You need to see what happens every time you complain. Forty days. For each day, you shall bear your guilt one year. Namely, 40 years. And check this out. You, you feeling like God wasn't there for you now. Look what he's saying. And you're going to know what it's like to feel rejection. Yeah. 
your life has been following your words. So what you've been complaining about, God says, it ain't even like that. Why you, how do you have such a messed up perception to see it's not even that bad? Your season changed and you just didn't realize it because it was still raining. But just because it rains in the summer don't mean it ain't. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God says it ain't even like how bad you've been making him. You've been complaining and you've been complaining about me. And God says, I'll tell you what. Have exactly what you want. Since that's what you really want, you really want to not have good relationships because you complain about every one of them. So since that's what you want, I tell you what, you can have it. It's Burger King today. Have it your way. Since you've been complaining about you never have enough money, I tell you what, yeah, I, I ain't gonna, you ain't going to have nothing then. Oh, God, I wish I had a church in here. I wish I had some people that would say, Lord, deliver me from complaining. It's not that bad. In fact, it's good. The Lord told to them, he said, listen, for every day you sat up and complained against me, I'm going to give you a year in the wilderness. How many years did they remain in the wilderness? Forty years. He was true to his promise. And the only reason, the only reason that he turned them north and said, finally go and occupy is because he said, I'm just sick of seeing y'all walk around the same mountain. This is boring. Say, I'm not a complainer. So when Sly calls and says, oh, poor you. Can I give you two more? Yes. The next thing when Sly calls, you need to be careful of is fear. I have discovered that the greatest fear comes right before the greatest necessary action to produce the greatest breakthrough. Um, have you noticed that you're not really scared when you're not really doing nothing? You're just going through the mundane routine and the monotony of life. You, but all of a sudden, man, it's like, okay, I think I need to. All of a sudden, when you're getting ready to be like Peter and step out the boat, all of a sudden now fear comes. But you know how fear came? Fear came because you, you entertain questions. You entertain sly. So now what the fear is is it's really a question because you're getting ready to deal in a realm called the unknown. And so that's why most people spend most of their time in a place called comfort because at least they know what to expect, even if their comfort is misery. They'd much rather procreate and reproduce the proclivities of their comfortability because at least they know what to expect, even though they hate it, everybody around them knows that they hate it too, but it's comfortable. And since it's comfortable, it's what they do. And so now they got to step out and be different. And now they got to step. And so now they got all these issues because, because it's easy to be average because everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's average. Everybody's doing that, and everybody's doing that well. Hence the distinction of excellence. There'd be no excellence since everybody was excellent, because then excellent would become average. Are you still here? When fear knocks at the door, I've told on this before. I just want to give you a big, big, broad stroke. Fear is not real. It only exists in our thoughts about the future. Come here, Will. Will Smith, that is. <laughs> Somebody like, who is Will? Uh, danger is very real. 
But fear is a choice. And you know how I figured out how fear shows up? Fear often shows up in the form of pride. When you're scared, you try to do everything you can to prove you're not. But what you end up doing is stepping into a place called arrogance and pride. And now you've activated another principle where God says, well, I got to let you fall now. Because rather than be humble and rather than have a repentant mindset and rather than have a repentant heart, no, you sitting up here, all this. How's all that working out? All that got your car. All that got your house. All that got them. Oh, y'all don't want to say nothing? All that's how you got them collection accounts on your credit report. All, all, all that pride is how you got where you are. Doesn't anybody say that don't work? Fear, fear is not real. It's just you don't know what to expect because it's not in a place of your comfort zone. You're going to have to step out. Doesn't anybody say step out? You have to step out and realize that God created you to be different. And let me be clear about different. Because a lot of folks become rebellious and say, well, I'm different. No, no. Different doesn't mean rebellious. Different just means that there is something that he created that you do that only you can do the way that you do it, how you do it, when you do it, the way that you do it. It don't mean bucking the system and bucking the order. No, that's rebellion. And if obedience hasn't worked out for you, why don't you try rebellion in a little while? Let's see how that works out for you. Say no fear. no fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, which means every fear you have, you were taught. Next thing. You ready for this one? Disobedience. We'll teach it. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I say something? Yes, I'm going to do it anyhow. I got the mic, and I think my name's out there on the thing, so <laughs> I'm going to say this. Um, check this out, y'all. If I told you that on the other side of your obedience was a reward, you would do what? You'd obey. Now, does that mean it would be easy to obey? No. Does that mean that everything in you would want to obey? No. But you'd want the reward. Can I tell you that this book is full of if-thens? If you do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to do... And it is not an issue of God loving you any more or less. It's an issue of the quality of, quality of life you want to live. You ever met people that are real spiritual but they have no quality of life? I mean, they just, oh, I just, oh, I was in fasting and prayer this morning. But when you're fasting and prayer going to get you something? This is what you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say is real simple. The whole Bible is an if-then. If you do A, I'm going to give you B. On the other side of obedience, there's always a reward. Say always. always. God never allows you to obey and does not repay. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, there's a scripture I want you to see, Psalm, Psalm 119, and, and we're almost through Psalm 119.60. And then we're going to bust sly up. We're going to break the phone. That's what we're going to do. We're just gonna... Psalm 119.60, you got it? Got it? Now, now, now check this out. This is what the psalmist says. He said, I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. Now, check this out, y'all. God's not asking us to be perfect. Say, God, God. he's not asking me to be perfect. But, Bishop, what about the scripture where it says, be ye perfect for your Father in heaven is perfect? Can you learn to read in context? And can you understand Hebrew and Greek? The word there, uh, the word there it, uh, literally means whole. And he was saying that when you love like God, then you become whole. Okay? He's not asking you for something that you don't have the propensity to do. That's why he came and was perfect and paid the price for us so that we wouldn't have to be perfect. Touch your neighbor and say, God's not expecting you to be perfect. But he is expecting you to be faithful. What is faithful? Faithful says, even when I make a mistake and find myself low, I get right back up. Even when I do something I didn't intend to do, I get right back up. Even when I transgress and walk away, I knew I shouldn't have walked, I get right back up. Why? Because I'm not perfect, but I surely am faithful. Here it is. Many times our struggle and our issue is not with obedience. Watch this. It's with delayed obedience. The psalmist said, I made haste and I did not delay to do what I was told. While you sitting up deliberating, heaven says, watch this, I was telling somebody the other day. God could have stirred some water over here for you. You remember the story about the man who had an issue and he was sitting there and he was sitting next to the pool. And that for 38 years he dealt with this issue. And every time the angel came down to stir the pool, he would, he would, he, here comes Sly calling, he would complain because he'd say, well, there's nobody to put me in the pool. And Jesus asked him a question. He says, well, do you want to be well? Well, ain't nobody to put me in the pool. You don't speak to King's Hebrew. <laughs> he, he, he said, what's this? He said, listen, I ain't asked you about nobody putting you in the water. What I'm telling you is, I'm here right now, and I don't even have to stir the water. Check this out, though. Say, delayed obedience becomes disobedience. Why are you sitting here waiting to forgive? It's real quiet right there. Shoot, y'all bring me a stool. I'm going to be a while. Why, 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 why are you sitting up here? Waiting on doing stuff that God's already been clear about. Waiting to repent. Waiting to get stuff right. Why are you waiting? Your delayed obedience becomes disobedience. I was telling somebody, I said, listen, I said, listen, I said, there's no pressure on you to do what is right. I said, but hear me and hear me well. I said, what you don't understand is God could have been working on something back here for you. That your hasty or your quick obedience could have opened a door for you that you thought would take years to get open. Watch this. Watch this. I'm through. Watch this. Uh, there are certain things that do not require prayer 
They do not require fasting. They require action. Now, can I pastor y'all for just a moment? Some of y'all are busy. What does that mean? That means can I just make it real, real granular and real pragmatic without you getting all offended? Because if you come at me with that, I'm just telling you. It's going to be some smoke in the city. Because I'm not the one. Go down the street, I'm sure they'll tolerate that. Can I pass you for a minute? Why are you praying over whether or not you should tithe? That don't require prayer. <laughs> Y'all better fix your face. You better fix it. I'm trying to get you blessed. I ain't, I ain't beating you up. I'm your pastor. I love you. I got to go. Why are you praying over whether or not you should release that pain from that person? I just don't know if I should let it go. What, what do you mean you don't know? She, it, they moved on. <laughs> they ain't even stunning you. Why are you praying about whether or not, it's, I've only seen this in Denver, I've not seen this in any other region of the entire world. Um, why are you praying about whether or not you should discipline your children? I'm just not sure. Well, come see me. I'll make this real sure. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do and how to do it in accordance with all local, state, and federal law. Why are you praying whether or not you should retaliate to that enemy? Because can we be honest? We all got some retaliation we want to do. Are y'all going to leave me hanging like that? Please don't leave your bishop hanging like that. You got somebody, you say, I know exactly, and I know how to get them. I know how to hit them. I know who to call. And you said, Lord, well, should I do it? No, he said, pray for your enemies and those that spitefully use you and persecute you. Why? Because in doing so, you heap hot coals on their head. Can I be honest with you about me? Maybe you're more spiritual than me. But sometimes the only reason I pray is because of the B part of the verse. It's going to heap hot coals on their head. Oh, so I pray real hard for them because they say, oh, yes, Lord, because he's going to Drop it. Drop them coals like they hot. Drop them like they hot. Drop them like they hot. Why? Why, why, are, we, why are we praying about stuff? Lord, should I get out here and find a job? Why are you praying about that? The book says, a man that don't work ain't supposed to eat. Now, you look like you like to eat. <laughs> Why are you praying about that? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Why are you praying about whether or not you should go to church? And let me go on and deal with this, and I'm through, but I, 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 I feel the middle. And why are you praying about well, where I'm supposed to be? I'm your shepherd. You know it. Quit playing games. I'm your pastor. Quit playing it. No, you know. You knew when you heard my voice, you knew. Because something on the inside of you said, I may not even understand everything that he's saying, but it's in his voice. And before the foundation of the world, God assigned me to him and him to me. Why are you sitting up here playing? I'm just trying to figure out. You ain't trying to do nothing. You just finally met, watch this, Jesus in the womb of Mary. When he got around John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth, when he got there, he started kicking. 
Can I tell you that you better be careful playing with that slide that makes you think that you ain't where you're supposed to be? Because that slide will make you end up aborting your destiny. That slide will end up making you abort your life. But I'm just not sure. You better shut slide down and say, I know that I know. How do I know? Because all of a sudden, life starts kicking in me. And all of a sudden, I walked in there depressed. But when I walked out of there, something was alive in me. And I, I don't understand it all just yet, but something's coming. Who am I preaching to in this place? Knew it when you heard me the first time. Quit playing games. Come on, get in the relationship. Sitting up here playing hard to get. I don't chase. I'm like Beyonce, I'll get another you in a minute. Matter of fact, they'll be here any minute, baby. You must not know about me. Well, Bishop didn't call me to investigate some of my qualifications. Then you come up and talk to me. Nobody got time to sit up and run up after you? Well, what position will I have? Servant? <laughs> Same one I got. Mine just got some extra stuff on it. Most Reverend Doctor. <laughs> All you professional visitors. You better say amen. Listen, why are you talking about that? Because next Sunday, a brand new class of KLU starts. Come on, jump in. How long are you going to sit on the edge of the pool with your feet in the water? Are you still here? Delayed obedience is disobedience, and it becomes disobedience. I told y'all before, there are times where God would have me to call and to apologize to people who I did nothing wrong to. And they were some of the most uh, humbling experiences because I'm saying, now God, now that sucker. Come on, you know you don't be talking about all that blessed men of the Lord here. <laughs> Come on, y'all remember? i like, God, now that assassinator there, that's what we call them in the South, assassinators. That's another word for sly. <laughs> and he said, listen. I said, God, why, 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 why? He said, I don't ever want you to think that when I tell you to do something, that it's a vote. I don't ever want you to think that when I tell you to do something, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm seeking your approval of it. So sometimes God says, I had you do stuff that don't, don't even make no kind of sense. Just to show you who's in charge. Are you still here? Say, Lord, help me to run to obey. Here it is. I'm through. You know what I noticed about all of these slides? The, the sly of disobedience, the sly of gossip, complaining, wrong questions by well-meaning people, the sly of disobedience, the sly of fear. You know what I notice about all these things? All of those are generational. If you look at your bloodline, nobody went anywhere because everybody got scared. 
If you look at your bloodline, there's stuff that should have happened in your bloodline years ago that nobody tapped into because nobody would uh, be hasty in their obedience. They always delayed it, and by the time they did it, God said, well, I'd already moved from that. Are you still here? If you'll examine your bloodline, what, 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 what? notice when I see a complainer, when I meet the parent, I see where it came from. Y'all ain't going to say that with me? Notice, uh, normally when I see gossips, I look at the family and say, that's what that whole family does. Normally when I see government scammers, I look at the family and see that's what the whole family does. The whole family scams the government. And what you got to understand about fear and what you got to understand about disobedience and what you got to understand about complaining and what we've got to understand about gossip is that generational things have been here before and they've been here longer than you. Here's the point. Here's the message. I'm going to take my seat, which means these things know you better than you know yourself. And every time you get ready for a great breakthrough, slack calls. Every time you get ready for something great to happen in your life, it's the same thing. It may come with a different suit. It may come with a different dress on. It may come with a different phone number. But it's the same exact thing every single time. It knows you. It's been here before. This fear has gotten your bloodline for years. So it knows just what to say to you. It knows just what to do to you. This disobedience, it, it's, gotten, it's gotten generations. It's gotten, fo- it, it, listen, and it looks at you and say, what you think? You, what, what you think? It knows how to hide. It knows how to cloak itself. It knows how to pop up in the form of something that seems spiritual, but it's really carnal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It knows you. It knows how to get you to complain and not know you were complaining. The Lord dealt with me. I remember about a year ago, and he said, son, you never even gave me a first shot. He said, because the whole time you were complaining about it. I said, no, Lord, I wasn't complaining. I was just stating the facts. He said, them facts are complaints. I said, oh, well, I was just trying to tell what was going on. He said, I don't need a CNN news reporter. I don't need Don Lemon. I don't need Fareed Zakaria. I don't need none of y'all. I don't need Paula Woodward. I don't need Adele Arakawa. I don't need a weather report from Kathy Sabin and Mike Nelson. I don't need none of that. What I need you to do is realize that you're talking about me. So these are generational things. And so today, we're going to tell complaining. We're going to tell fear. We're going to tell gossip. We're going to tell disobedience. And we're going to tell wrong questions from well-meaning people. Today was your last day. Today was your last. I wish I had a church full of faith in here. Today was your last. You've robbed me of my joy long enough. You've robbed me of my breakthrough. I'm sick of getting close and missing it. I'm sick of getting right there and forfeiting it. You've robbed me for the I need some faith to rise in this place. You've robbed me for the light. No more fear. No more gossip. No more complaint. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No, you've spent your last day in my life. Lift your hands, everybody. Everybody stand. Say, Father. In the name of Jesus, I renounce and I release these generational curses. Fear will not hold me. Pride will not hold me. Disobedience will not hold me. 
gossip will not hold me. Complaining will not hold me. Wrong questions from well-meaning people will not hold me. I am a curse breaker. And so I repent for the sins of the generations before me. I am the interruption in my bloodline. It ends with me. I said it ends with me. And today was the last day I'm going to deal with those problems. Loose me and let me go. Come here last week. Loose me and let me go. I have a good report in my mouth. I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. I am favored. Everything, everything is working for my good. I feel him in here. No weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that is risen in judgment, it is condemned. I wish I had some radical folk in this place. I wish I had some faith in this place. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.